0: you were deemed as different there's something wrong with that kid right like tell him to shut up tell him to calm down you know like and that was always kind of embedded in my head
1: hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of a little bit of everything with me and i am your host angelica this is a podcast that talks about a little bit of everything so sit back and enjoy the show And welcome back to another episode of a little bit of everything with me today. My guest is a marketing coach who has been featured in over 25 publications around the world, and that's including Forbes. Welcome Sid to the show. How are you doing today?
0: Hey, what's going on? How are you, Angelica? It's so nice to be on your show today. I'm super excited.
1: Well, I'm excited too. And thank you for being part of the show. I want to get to know you and you are like the marketing coach of different things here and it's so exciting to get to know people like this because it's such a hard business but also you have done it so successfully so please introduce yourself to my listeners oh
0: sure uh well my name's uh Sid Clevenger but they call me super Sid uh mainly because you know with a lot of what I do like I'm I'm basically I'm a big kid at heart um you know I my my friends uh claim me as kind of like a professional child in a way because I'm super extroverted um, which is really built out into my um, into a lot of what I do. So like obviously, yeah, we do teach marketing and stuff like that, and we've been able to help hundreds of people in the process. Um, um, but I, I keep it fun. and the way one of the ways we keep it fun is, um, you know, it's really built out as a journey um, in, 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 in your own world. And we do that journey through a cartoon um, as we have the Super Sid character. And um, basically, we build out what's classified as Better Leads Land. And then when you come and you visit Better, better Leads Land, you get to have a journey of Better Leads Land, just like X Men, just like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, or whatever it might be. But we've kind of built this virtual reality that people walk into and then they get to kind of play a game you know, to kind of win the game. And then once they win the game, they end up winning. And their whole thing is around helping people win, right? So like if you help people win every day, you're going to win because of that. And if you go out every single day and you help people, you know, some one person win every single day for 30 straight days, after 30 days, you're going to have 30 people around you that you helped win. So it's impossible for you not to be winning because of that. So like if you're ever, you know, a lot of people that come in, you know, in my programs or people that I'll meet or like when I go speak or whatever it might be. And they're like, well, how do you win every day? Or how do you, you know, like go out and just like have happy days every day? Right. You know, um, for those of you, I used to watch that on Nick at night when I was little. Um, but you know, how do you go out every day and, and have, you know, and just, and you're just happy or you just, you know, you're, you're, your, you know, or have the confidence, whatever it was, because I'm focused not on myself every day, but I'm focused on who can I go out there and have the biggest impact and who can I help today. Like, that's like my number one goal when I get up is like, who can I help win today? And like, I'm, I'm on that search, right? I'm on that hunt because I know how impactful it can be for me, um, short term and long term. So, you
1: know, it's wow. A big deal with me. And how did this all start? Because there's got to be somewhere where it's either you were in corporate America or left corporate okay. America or kind of uh, just like out of school. How did I never start? worked out in
0: corporate America. Um, mm-hmm. So I um, I graduated high school in 2005 and then I went to, you know, college and, you know, kind of I grew up in eastern Kentucky. So uh, eastern Kentucky, you know, 98% of my friends are still in, in Kentucky and they'll live there the rest of their life. And that's cool. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But like as a young child. I knew that I was different, and growing up in Eastern Kentucky, you know, I grew up in the mountains. Um, You know, I grew up in the mountains, and um, I grew up in a very rural area. And um, you know, I I always kind of felt like I was a bit different growing up. Um, Just highly creative, right? Highly creative, highly extroverted. Um, You know, you could never really get me to. um, I was just rambunctious, right? Like you could never really get me to stop. Never get me to tell. I talk fast. I talk a lot. Um, I like being the center of attention, and when you're in Royal America, you know, or at least where I grew up in Eastern Kentucky, like you were deemed as different. There's something wrong with that kid, right? Like tell him to shut up, tell him to calm down, you know, like, and that was always kind of embedded in my head. Um, so like, I knew at a young age, I needed to get out of where I was. And I knew, you know, not there's anything wrong in Kentucky, I love Kentucky, but like, it's just not the place for me that I need to live, right? Like I need to, you know, being in Dallas or like, A place like Dallas or Nashville or San Diego um, or Miami, I I initially moved to Miami, was because it's a very highly eclectic and creative, um, you know, very highly eclectic and creative um, spot in the world, you know, and now we live in Texas and we love it, we'll probably never leave. Um, but you know, it's kind of one of those things. It's like, I had to figure out where I needed to fit and where I fit in my world and like being around that energy all the time and being around my people. That's why like, you know, it's not really what you do. It's who, you know, I mean, like it's, it, my success comes from the people I'm around, you know, like I'm constantly learning from them. I'm constantly the, you know, I'm constantly looking for ways to better myself by being around them. And, um, you know, and it all kind of started with, you know, me being creative, knowing I was a creative. And then, um, you know, it started with websites. I um, in college got a graduate assistantship to help build athletic websites. And then um, I never went into corporate America because to be honest with you, I was a smart ass. I always went in and I was like, Hey, so you should be doing this better. And they wanted to hire me for some sort of like 12 or $15 an hour position. And I'd come in and be like, want to be the CEO. And that was just kind of how my mind worked. And, you know, like, I just, you know, I, I never looked at myself as someone who was going to be told what to do. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't know. I, don't, I did, I was the straight C, C student in school that I never tried that once I realized how to harness my superpower, how to harness that energy, um, game on, you know, because yeah, I'm different, but I also have superpowers that others don't have. And those superpowers, you know, like I can help people with them. I just got to understand them. right?
1: But you have this entrepreneurial vision since, as a child, because like,
0: yeah, you I have mean, the
1: personality.
0: Yeah. You, well, yeah, I mean, the personalities there. I, 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 but I, don't, I'm, I don't think you, I mean, I think you're born of qualities, but I, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, but like my, my, my wife and I are polar opposites, right? I'm the extrovert, she's the introvert. So, like, I think there are traits that you have, you know, um, and that you can't be born with that can make you a better entrepreneur. But I don't think to be an entrepreneur by any means that you need to be born with some sort of innate skill. I think the biggest thing that I've learned with being an entrepreneur is that you're going to have something thrown at you out of left field every single day and and the innate ability to be able to get knocked on your ass and get your ass kicked. And then to be able to get back up and be ready to get your ass kicked again tomorrow is an innate ability that I think anybody and every entrepreneur needs to have. You know, I mean, think of Rocky, right? Like Rocky Barboa. I mean, like being able to just you can never be the person that is. You know that just won't ever give up. Like if they would never give up, it doesn't matter how many times you knock them down; they're gonna get right back up and let them knock them down again. But if you can't keep them down, you can never beat them. And I think that that's kind of one of the best things that I've gained as an entrepreneur is I don't care how many times you knock me down, and how stupid someone might think I am for getting back up. I'm always gonna get back up unless I stop breathing.
1: I love and, that. I've
0: you know, always kind of had that mentality, you know. Like and and you know it's competitive you know, mm-hmm. to a sense, you know, i played put a lot of sports it's competitive, but at the same time, I mean, it just burns in my soul. I don't know how else to explain it. Um, you know, it's, it's why a big reason. I think Texas is a, is a great place for any entrepreneur because, you know, it's very capitalist here and it's about, you know, kind of, it's open for everybody. Everybody has opportunity and, you know, you just kind of come to Texas and, um, you know, you take, you take a hold of your opportunity. And that's why I think half of California is moving here right now. And, um, you know, and um, so many people are moving to Texas and Florida you know, because there's just a lot of opportunity here and not nowhere near as much tax.
1: But I really love your drive. I love how you're just constantly, you were trying to just, okay, let me figure out what I'm going to do and then figure it out. Like, I love how you just keep going. So through Mm -hmm. your career as a marketing coach, what were the, the downs of starting your own business? What hurdles did you have to face?
0: So when I was living in Kentucky, I had started, I'm a software guy. So I come from the software world um, and I had helped build a software, which was basically an e-commerce software for restaurants. And this was before Grubhub or Uber Eats, like Uber Eats wasn't even invented yet, you know, kind of was a thing. This was like five years ago, six years ago. And I had built this like, it was a private label online ordering software. So what we would do was, was we had this online ordering software that we could add to restaurants, websites, and then people could go to their website, they could order online, and then we would make a percentage of all the orders, right? Well, so I would built this, and, you know, we built it to hundreds of restaurants, you know, within the year that were using it, and it was awesome, and it was fun, and, you know, I was living in Louisville at the time, um, you know, at home in Louisville at the time, and I thought that was going to be my life, you know, I was going to live there, I was going to run this business, it was going to be great, and, you know, we were going to make a lot of money, and, and it was awesome, and we were off to a great start, and, you know, for me, living in Kentucky at the time, you know, Kentucky's one of the least amount. You know, it just is what it is. Like Kentucky's one of the, um, you know, just the, it's one of the lowest cost of living place um, places in the United States. So like me making ten thousand dollars a month at the time, you know, I was king. You know, I was 27, 28, You know, making five figures a month at the time, and um, you know, and, and I just thought, wow, this is awesome. You know, like this is, you know, I'm the king of the hill. I have a, you know, a house, a wife, a dog, two cars you know, we belong to the country club, you know, I have a white picket fence. I mean, like this is life. I've reached it now at 28. And then, um, you know, I came home one weekend and my wife, my ex-wife had said that she, uh, was going to Boston and I got a call from a guy that I didn't know in Boston. And the only thing I remember him saying was, uh, I'm sorry, but I didn't know she was married and she had been cheating on me with a dude up in Boston. They got, she got pregnant. The next day, so like all that's going on and I'm like emotionally a wreck, you know, and I think my world's coming to an end. So what's the first thing I do is I'm like, I'm going to go focus on work. So like I get up that Sunday, I want to focus on work. I'm getting all work going and I get serious about work. Come to find out around that, around 12, one o'clock that day. It was right around lunch. I get another call and it's from one of the first restaurants that I'd signed up. It was a little burger joint and I'd signed him up. So like, you know, we were awesome. we made tons of money together. He loved it. He loved what we were doing, you know, on and on and, on, and, um, calls me up and he's like, bro, like, I don't know if you realize this. And you know, I know it's probably just a mistake no big deal, but you've been billing me like four to five times, um, every single month, the past, like eight or nine months. And I never caught it. My accountant, my account, I think it's like my accountant or my bookkeeper just caught it. I was like, no. And like, I wasn't the person that ran the billing. I had a partner that ran the billing that I had teamed up with because I didn't have any money when I built this and I needed someone to kind of help me get it up. So I teamed up with the guy and we were 50, 50 partners and, um, come to find out, you know, I signed a horrible deal and he controlled the money and part of controlling the money is he was siphoning money and he was embezzling money out of the business. And for a year, he had kind of slowly drained, you know, these restaurants and, uh, ultimately had taken like 108 grand, um, uh, and moved it to other parts of his business, which is fraud. It's illegal. Um, so had to figure out what I was going to do. Again, I'm 24 hours of figuring out what I'm going to do with my ex-wife. We're still married at the time. We still have the house, you know, like all that stuff's going on. And then I'm freaking out that I'm about to be thrown in prison and it was based on fraud. And, um, you know, I, I ended up having to, you know, I had two choices. I had kind of an asshole of of a business partner who kind of pinned me up into a corner and was like, look, like, you know, if I go down, you're going down. And I was just like, well, this is ridiculous. You know, like, why did you do this? You know, so I ended up having to cut my losses and having to basically give up the company. And then once I gave up the company, you know, I lost all my assets. I lost my, you know, my monthly income, um, all that. I lost my software that I had built. Like all of that was in the company. So I didn't have anything anymore. And within 10 days, my house was gone. My cars were gone. My puppy was gone. My insurance was gone. And I was sleeping in a bedroom next to my grandmother at my parents' house. And yeah. And so like that was 2000 into 2016. And then um, I had like 330 bucks to my name um, when all that happened. And then within a week it was gone because I'd spent it all on weed or alcohol. And um, I was like legitimately broke. Like I remember asking my mom at the age of 29 for Taco Bell and McDonald's money to get lunch. leaving my house, you know, my parents' house, uh, you know, leaving my parents' house to try to, you know, go get McDonald's, you know, up the street. And I remember like not having, I remember like not, I remember taking quarters to McDonald's to go get Dollar Renew at 29. I mean, like that's that's what I remember. And um, it was really, well, it was really hard. the only person I remember that believed in me was my Mimi at the time. She's since passed, but like she was the, I remember when I made the decision, you know, I got to a point to where I, you know, basically drank and smoked myself into a coma on Christmas Eve. And, you know, I put a gun in my mouth on Christmas Eve. And, you know, it's probably one of the lowest um, points, obviously, I've ever been in my life. Uh, but then I just sort of made a decision, like, I, you know, I was gonna take one more swing at it. And, um, you know, kind of just out of the blue, came running downstairs a couple few days later and was like, so I'm moving to Dallas. And like, I'd never even been to Texas. And, uh, yeah, just picked like three months later, had a garage sale. And like four months later, after that, after Christmas, putting it in yeah. my mouth, literally packed up my little Honda civic at the time and drove West. No idea what to expect. I had like twenty, thirty two hundred 3,200 bucks from a garage sale and donations from my family. And, um, I got like, like my clothes and, like I didn't have a bed or nothing. I slept on the floor on pillows for uh, like a week and a half when I got here. And um, I stayed in a little 300 square foot apartment when I got here um, for a year. I didn't have a bed, didn't have a real bed for close to a year, um, you know, but that was just kind of one of the things I remember just kind of like, you know, you just sort of surrender to the situation and you kind of expect it. But then you build a plan and like the whole thing is you just build a plan and you execute it. And um, you start with what you want and then you work backwards on executing how you're going to get there. And that's all I've been doing for seven. So, I mean, like if you're sitting there right now and you know, you not, I'm not comparing, but I mean, if you're sitting there right now and you're like, well, damn, like, I just don't know how I can get there. I want you to know that every single entrepreneur has had those thoughts too. And um, you know, the, I think the big, the biggest reason of my success is because I kept going. There were days I didn't eat. There were days like water was my only resource tap water, you know, like, um, but it's not in the resources that you have that makes your success. It's in the resourcefulness qualities that you consistently tap back into every day. That's going to be your success. And then once you learn how to do that, there's not one single thing that can knock you off your pedestal that you can't climb back up on. And that's why I'm able to act the way I am. And there's a great, uh, Tony Robbins, one minute video on that. Just type in Tony Robbins resourcefulness on YouTube and, he's actually talking to Al Gore in the audience about resourcefulness. It's pretty cool. Wow.
1: Yeah. I'm blown away, but I love oh, how you, you were able to pick yourself up and give yourself a second chance. Like, you have
0: to, you have to.
1: You have to, exactly. You know, everybody goes through these these hurdles of wanting to give up. I had a guest last year who, you know, was in bankrupt five times and his yeah. family was ready to say, you know what, I give up. But, you know- We're the stories
0: on Shark Tank, Mark Cuban, Mark yeah. right? Cuban. You know, I mean, Mr. Wonderful, all of them got a story. Lori Grenier. I mean, yes. you know, Lori's like the coolest person ever. Who could never like Lori? Lori was turned down from QBC who knows how many times. You yeah. know, you look at Chip and Joanna Gaines. You know, they're obviously big here in Texas, but you look at their, you know, a lot of people think that, you know, Chip just was loved by HGTV. No, Chips got turned down from HGTV over mm-hmm. 50 times. The only reason that they ended up taking on the show was because a producer got fired and a new one got hired. Mm-hmm. And the one that got hired loved it. And then it ended up being one of the best shows on HGTV history. They're trying to shut it down. They can't because so now they're doing a spinoff show. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, you got to look like all of us have been through adversity. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you hear all the stories about, you know, Henry Ford and stuff like that. As much as those are true, I don't know Henry Ford. So, like, it doesn't right. really relate to me. But when I look at, like, you know, um, I had a chance to go speak during an Oscar week and um, right a month before the pandemic hit. I went to LA and Robert Hirschbeck was throwing an event during Oscars week mm-hmm. called uh, Summit. I mean, called the um, Summit Gala, mm-hmm. and um, basically like Demi Moore was a special guest there and stuff like that. But I got to speak on the same stage as like Robert Hirschbeck and Brian Tracy and Demi Moore and stuff, which was super cool. Um, but one of the things I remember, like, we had a private session with Robert. Like, we had lunch with him, like the speakers did. And I just remember, like, he kept talking about, like, his story about how, like, you know, his dad used to broom floors, you know, like, and he used to get made fun of because his dad, you know, did broom floors. And, you know, like, he talks about how, like, you know, he he had tons of struggle. Like, when he started his business, you know, Herjavec started his business because he couldn't pay his mortgage that long. So he had to do something. That's how his business started. You know, so, I mean, like, there's so many stories, you know, Mark Cuban, how many times did he fail? Mm -hmm. You know, I was just in a mastermind with, um, I don't know if you know, you know, you know, Click Funnels or Russell Brunson, but I was just in a mastermind with Russell Brunson's um, like lead funnel builder for like four years, his name's Steven Larson. And um, you know, some of the stories that he would tell, you know, the struggles that they went through from going to 5,000 users to 80,000 users in those four years, you know? And um, you know, I think at the end of the day, you know, Marcus Limonis has struggles from the profit, you know, like shark, mm-hmm. all the shark tank, you know, if you ever go watch beyond the tank where the cameras aren't on, and it's actually them working, go look at the struggles that they actually go through. It looks like probably a regular day in your life, but it's not the struggles that they're going through. It's how they respond to it that matters. Right. And that's the whole part of getting back up.
1: For sure. The beauty is sharing, sharing your story to my audience, because this is what I love to highlight because we only hear so little from everybody else that, you know, we're regular people with a dream, with a passion, and to mm-hmm. just be successful. And hearing stories like yours, it what motivates and inspires people to keep going, to give yourself a second chance. And
0: you just gotta, you you know, what is it? Um, uh, gosh, what was that quote? I'm pretty good with quotes, um, sometimes. But uh, you know, there's the whole quote like, you know, it's not. But I mean, you know, it's. It, I can't tell you how many times, like most of the things that have made me a lot of money, I would be one to say almost all of them. I just don't want to say that because I don't, I want to make sure I go through it all. But I mean, like when I say make me money, like most of my big breakthroughs that turned into six figures, seven figures were breakthroughs that happened right after I went through one of these things. Wow. So like, you know, um, I got sick last year um, and I had to go, I had to go to the hospital and then I had this like, huge epiphany after I got sick. So, I mean, you know, it which has kind of turned into a lot of what I'm doing now. We've since helped like 130 people. So, I mean, like, you know, I think, you know, a lot of, a lot of it is we need to slow down as people. I think we speed up by slowing down. Um, you know, we got it, you know, that just means we got to be, I meditate daily. I meditate twice a day. I, um, you know, I, I purposely slow myself down. I purposely focus. I purposely not to try to run around because I try to start, do and finish tasks, not just start them and do eight of them at a time, and then they never get done, right? Um, so, uh, you know, just little things like that. But it's like, you got to go out there and you got to win on purpose. And I think a lot of people just kind of wake up and sluggishly go through a day hoping that they win. No, you got to plan it. You got to just like, you have a game plan. You got to build a game plan every day for your life. And yes, every single day. And then you got to get 1% better every day. And when you get 1% better every day within week, month, I mean, usually it's within three to four days, opportunities show up in your life that you never thought were there. I can't explain it. It's the universe, but you know, when I focus on getting 1% better every day and I get one, it usually involves me helping somebody every day. When then, um, usually four to five days later, something happens. I can't explain it, but um, I get asked to be on a show. I get asked to speak at something. I get asked to do something. I get a new client out of nowhere, you know, like something, you know, and, um, see, you just got to trust it when it happens to you, you know, what, when it happens over and over and over again, I don't think it's coincidence, you know, like it's just not mathematically possible at that point.
1: For sure. And I really yeah. appreciate sharing you, you share yeah. your story because that really motivated me to just keep going and what I'm doing, but yeah. how do you help people? Cause you have this business. How are right. you helping people win? share some strategies that you use?
0: Um, so like I help people with, you know, really when they're wanting to build a business or promote a business online, I help people with basically setting up what's called my super online organic prospecting system. Um, and what that does is really help them with, uh, becoming that celebrity, you know, that people look up to within a, you know, helps you really with positioning yourself as a celebrity within, you know, within the online world. And then um, really establishing you as that authority that people go to for the help when it comes to that one specific thing. We do that through five prospecting channels that we use, um, you know, to classify as, you know, things like our profile funnel and our friend request hack and press and, you know... um, Uh, you know, uncontrolled traffic and and LinkedIn, some LinkedIn things that we do. Um, But our whole goal is really with helping people when they, you know, they build a business, they want to start promoting it online. Our whole goal is helping people get to $10,000 a month residual in their business. We work with a lot of coaches. We work with a lot of, um, you know, uh, podcasters, coaches, you know, experts, consultants, you know, all all in any and all in between. A lot of times, you know, I'm working with someone right now who trains dogs, which is freaking awesome because people love their dogs. Um, so she's building an online business or an online school for training your dog. And, you know, we're helping her kind of go from zero to, you know, 10,000, you know, and we're looking to do it in three months. So, you know, um, we it's been really cool because I think a lot of people, when they look at marketing of any kind, especially in 2021, I think a lot of people would immediately go, well, I got to run Facebook ads. Well, Facebook ads are always the last thing that I turn on. Um, and that mainly is because you know organic marketing works paid advertising makes it work faster so if your organic marketing isn't working then paid ads are never going to make it work faster it's just going to make the problem that you're having happen more so um, you know it's it's really cool because like we kind of get to really build frameworks and build systems with people that they use throughout their entire business and you know some of the stories I mean we, we I helped a guy go from living in his car in two weeks to making five grand you know um, I helped a guy I helped a a girl uh, one of my first clients we we helped her from using this system last year go from seven hundred dollars a month to a five months later she had a thirty one thousand five hundred dollar month and it's residual so like the month after that she had like a twenty eight thousand dollar month wow. so you know like those are types of things that are life changing. And the best part is, as we did this, you know, Roshana was able to do this without spending a dime on paid advertising. We've never spent a dime, you know, like it was all done through what we classify as those five prospecting channels and building a scalable system. And then she just goes and does does the um, items every day that she needs to do. To, um, to you know attract leads to her every single day. And then you know she has a great offer, she has a great program and she has a lot of momentum and a lot of people love her. So all those intrinsic values that she has, it's just a matter of getting people in front of her and then people fall in love with her. So like at the end of the day, that, that's what we help people with. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's what I've been doing for years. Um, and I just kind of started helping people I, you know I used to run a lot of ads, but a lot of funnels back in the funnel craze of 2017 and 18, um, burnt myself out pretty quick. <laughs> Um, you know, and, um, we still have an advertising agency. We still help people with paid advertising, but they, they got to go through typically the organic stuff first before we will ever touch them with advertising. But yeah, I mean, I, I help people with making more money online. At the end of the day, I help people went online and, um, that's, that's my sole goal, my sole mission, you know, and I, and I hope that, you know, by helping do this, you know, I can help, you know, my big mission in life is to help children. You know, I want to help kids with, um, you know, I want to, you know, we're really heavily a part of a great organization called We Rescue Kids, and it's all about helping kids with mental. You know, I, I was deemed as a crazy child um, who was, I always thought of myself as an experiment growing up because they wanted to put me in all types of medicine until they put me on the only medicine that worked, which was, you know, the stuff that is illegal in a lot of states, but legal in the right ones. Um, but, uh, you, know, it, you know, some of the memories that I have, of, like what some adults would say about me, you know, when you're seven, eight years old and, um, you know, it, it can be permanently scarring and, um, you know, we just, we really want to help kids. So, you know, we, um, you know, we we're looking to take the success of our businesses and then be able to take that success, take that profit and put it into what we believe is our real mission in life, which has to do with helping children, um, have the best opportunities that they can have in their life. Um, even though they might, you know, be told by society or by the, you know, by the, you know, by people, you know, about people who are robots in the world that, you know, they're, they're not right or they're too anxious or they're too hyper, you know, too hyperactive or they got ADHD or ADD, like, you know, and they just want to pump medicine down their throat. You know, I'm, I'm so sick of seven year old, eight year old kids who don't have fully developed brains getting, you know, narcotics putting down their throat to get them to shut up. You know, like it, it doesn't help. It didn't help me and it doesn't help anybody else. So, um, you know, we, we really believe heavily in that. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, our businesses are great because it's what we're good at. It's what our superpower is. We both, me and my wife know that our, our mission goes a lot greater than that. And that's, you know, helping try to make the world a better place every single day. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's our sole mission.
1: Wow. And I love how you're always giving back because a lot of people forget to go back to where they came from as their roots and stuff. And it's fantastic that you are giving back and helping these children because they do need help. And as myself, yeah. as a, an adult dyslexic, that's what I'm trying to do now is to help kids and parents to help them realize like, yeah, we might take longer to do certain things or we can't do certain things, but at least, you know, we do have a chance in life to do anything that we want, but well, well, at a different pace. Success.
0: I mean, all the creative success, Thomas Edison was famous. Mm-hmm. If You got Damon Johns dyslexic, uh, um, you know, he's on Shark Tank, um, uh, Mark Cuban has something wrong with him. I can't remember what it is, you know. But all of us are, you know, so many. I mean, Winston Churchill, I think, um, the famous French, you know, emperor, whatever, uh, whatever his name was. He had something wrong with him. Um, he had a lot of things wrong with him. Um, but you know, I mean, you look at some of the most rememberable people, right? And those people, some of the most famous people, you know, Lincoln. I don't remember what it was with Lincoln, but he had a mental thing. They all had what would be deemed to society as a mental disadvantage and i don't know about you but the more and more i see mental disadvantage people having success the more and more i believe that having a quote-unquote mental Mm -hmm. disadvantage to the real world is actually a mental advantage if you understand how to harness it and use it properly yeah for sure it's a huge you know no matter what i do in my life like helping people like helping people with marketing and stuff like that's awesome but at the end of the day like my real impact is going to be you know helping people that have been through the same situation that i've been in Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, you know
0: And, um, but Mm -hmm. it's at the end of the day, I think that's, you know, you know, a big part of why I work so hard, why I do so much of what I do, because it's not about the business making more money. It's about what the business can provide to a bigger cause. Right.
1: For sure. Definitely. Well, Sydney, this has been fantastic because like you've shared such an inspiring story. I know it was a lot to, to kind of relive and bring back those memories, but you know, we never know who is listening that needs to hear like a great motivational story and sure. seeing your success and, you know, being published in 25 publications around the world, including Forbes is a huge deal. So
0: and get my super online organic prospecting system and I'll show you exactly how to do it.
1: For sure. <laughs> well, thank you, Sydney, so much. But please tell the listeners where they can find you. Sure.
0: Um, you know, i got a great website. Um, just, it was, brand, we just say brand new, but brandly updated. Brand newly updated. Uh, you can go over to www.thesupersid.com and uh, visit all my stuffs over there, all of our stories, all of our blogs, all of our videos, everything you could ever want to know um, over there. It's, it's a fun place. We've uh, kind of built it out kind of like an X-Men cartoon. Um, so, you know, there's comic strips over there telling stories about, you know, Know, some of the systems we do to help people. There's a cartoon we come out with I mean, It's really neat. So, um, you can go check us out over there. If you're looking to, you know, want something that's going to help you with marketing online, um, you can get it on my website. Uh, but if you want to go direct, you can go over to, uh, www.supercidsgift.com. And that's um, my daily prospecting checklist. And what that'll do yeah, for you is that's the top 10 things that, um, I work with with my paying clients that we do every single day, so that they can, um, you know, take the system that we've built for them and ultimately attract thirty to fifty leads to them a day, um, you know, following these ten items. So you can go grab that; it's absolutely free over there. You can go grab that over there, and then after you grab that, there's about a twenty-three minute video on the back of that that shows you exactly how to use it. It's a walkthrough of my super online organic prospecting system. Um, and then of course we have a great Facebook group of about 2,400 people in there and they're all purpose-driven entrepreneurs. So if you're looking to network, you're looking to meet people, you're looking to, you know, you know, have access to live interviews, have access to me who goes in there and teaches, you know, twice a week, my beautiful and amazing wife, Tiffany, who helps people with self-sabotage. We also have an amazing girl in there who helps people with getting, um, she helps people with finances, but mainly about helping people with getting lines of credit for their business. You know, what would it be like if you had a lot, like, you know, when I first figured this out, you know, what was it like for me when when I went and figured out that I had over two hundred thousand dollars available to me as a business owner, simply because I had certain things that I had done or had certain things that I was. Right. Um, there's so much money out there and grants and the government is giving to people, um, you know, regardless you know, but there is right. There's a lot of uh, amazing opportunities out there, and what would be like if you know you're struggling with your business, and all of a sudden you found out that you had access to $120,000 in a lot of credit because you know the government wants to see entrepreneurs win, right? And there's so many great opportunities um, for you to um, you know do that. So. You know, we have um, one of our great friends talks every single Monday and she helps people with getting those opportunities and, you know, getting lines of credit and getting loans. And, um, you know, she was helping people with getting PPPs and, you know, stuff like that. So, what would it be like if you were in a group of people that were consistently looking to help others win every single day and every single week? So, you can go uh, visit that group. It's absolutely free at um, success successsecret, uh, www.successsecretsgroup.com. And um, you can just enter the group, answer a few questions so we can, uh, you know, figure out how to best get you um, engaged in the group and meeting the right people. And um, yeah, I'm going to get you in there and um, start partying with you on a daily basis.
1: Awesome. Well, to all my listeners out there, everything is going to be in the show notes for you, all sure. of Sydney's information. Thank you so much, Sydney, for coming onto the show.
0: Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. It's super fun. And I um, hope you help somebody win today. That's the only goal.
1: For sure, definitely. And to all my listeners out there, thank you for tuning in on another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with Me. And that's all we have for now. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jessica with the Beautiful Feet Podcast.
0: Hey, it's your boy Bromar, host of the Bromar Show.
1: Hello, everyone. It's the coupon Queen Pen from the CQP Moments Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is your boy Ken aka the gentleman of the the gentleman lifestyle podcast hi this is stephanie valente your local massage therapist and you're listening to 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 a little bit of everything everything with with angelica that's it for now and thank you for tuning in on another episode of a little bit of everything with me